Welcome back to the Pastor and the Witch podcast, episode 22, recorded in Muncie, Indiana. Sitting here with my smoking hot wife. Jordan, you think people get tired of hearing you say that? No, I don't. (laughs) Because they look at your goddamn social media and they're like, fuck, he's not lying. She really is hot. How many creepers do you get, babe? You get a lot? No, not really. <laughs> it's okay. You could be honest. Well, I mean, not. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it's not like I have, like, people message me or anything. I mean, only the ones that I've showed you, but, like. The dreaded dick pic doesn't happen? <laughs> no, I haven't received a dick pic. I haven't heard that phrase in a while. Is a dick pic not a thing anymore? Is that just, like. That's we... probably just normal now. Yeah. Anyways, I'm here with my amazing husband, whose birthday's tomorrow. Yep. It's the only day of the year I become Jehovah Witness. You're going to be 40. Yep. I'll be 40 years old. Do they still do Over the Hill? No, they do not. <laughs> the hill is fucking moved. I feel 40. I know that. You don't look 40. I sure as fuck feel it. No, I feel uh, domesticated and not <laughs> like in the sense of like at home, but like, you know, I'll be at work. I'm surrounded by like professionals and I'm not, you know. You're a professional. You're just like different. <laughs> Did I tell you? So at work, they have this thing that, um, forget what it's called but you fill it out and it's just kind of like a survey about yourself like what kind of food you like what bands do you listen to what's your favorite color and you know like on my pans I was like shit you know like there's like two lines so like really it's not enough lines so I put in like you know like dead moon nirvana motorhead black sabbath you know sleep and I, I could tell like they knew nirvana but people were just like, wind hand? And I was like, yeah, just uh, Spotify it. <laughs> yeah, I like wind hand. So, so stop. Stop. <laughs> we are going to keep it short tonight, um, which we wanted to talk about what we're going to be adding to the podcast. When we started this podcast, um, <clears throat> You know, we wanted to tell our story and talk about our experiences with certain things, and we feel that we have done that, um, and we're going to continue to do that and talk about our life now, of course, but we wanted to add a little bit of variety and add some segments into our episodes, right, babe? Yes. I think, uh, I, you know, honestly, I think that's why we haven't been releasing as many episodes as we once were, because... I don't know, I just feel like we had kind of gotten out what we needed to get out, and so the one aspect of what we've been doing so far that we'll keep is the mental health aspect from a 
personal perspective, but also from not necessarily, you know, rehashing what we've been through, but just how we continue moving forward. But we're also going to uh, have some segments in this, uh, probably like three segments, I would say. So this is like episode 22, but it's not technically like an episode. We're just going to kind of talk about that and what what we're going to do moving forward. So one thing too is like, if you've listened to our last podcast, the last several have been really long and that was never something we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we wanted to really keep our episodes no longer than 30 minutes, but we were shooting for 25 minutes. Um, but it, that is hard to do when you start getting into some deep topics and, you know, heavy conversation, but we definitely want to cut down the time in our episodes. Yeah. And I think like, it'll just be, sometimes it's hard to stop, you know, talking when you're talking about something you're passionate about or something that you're experiencing. But moving forward, we want to, we'll talk about, you know, mental health and kind of some of our issues with life in general. We're also going to have a music aspect to this podcast, um, and it's not going to get super nerdy or anything like that. It'll be really topical and broad, and and also we're going to have a segment where we talk about, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but just for fun, we're going to talk about the DSM-5 and what the DSM-5 is and some of the disorders. So we'll pick a disorder, and I'm not going to get like super heavy into it because... I don't want to read all that shit, yeah. but we want to have fun with this. So. But I also want to throw this out there, um, which people that know us or know you know this, but I just want to make it known that you are a addictions counselor, an addictions counselor, and you are in grad school. So this DSM five, you're not saying that you're an expert or anything, but you do have experience in this type of field. So it's not like you do know. A lot of yeah, what you're saying. Mainly like, in about. the substance use disorder, so the SUDs, um, but also, you know, like my, my boss, who is a, you know, my couple of bosses who are doctors, um, what they do is they diagnose a patient. I don't have their credentials to diagnose, um, but they would diagnose a patient, and sometimes there are complex issues that are presented. And it's kind of like that, you know chicken and egg dilemma, you know, which came first. So just like hypothetically, you could have somebody come in and they could have a substance use disorder, but they could also have a severe anxiety or personality disorder. So part of their job is to kind of figure out in a way, you know, which is which and why. So for instance, somebody that was just somebody that uses a lot of methamphetamine right? The way it affects the brain could cause and will cause, but depending on the severity of it, extreme depression because you burn out your dopamine receptors. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, we'll talk things like that, but then we'll also get into like histrionic disorder or even, you know, some of that personality disorder. And we'll talk about some of the the medical community, how it's accepted. We'll talk about some of like the pseudoscience community where it's not accepted. 
Um, and I'm, you and know, the different views yeah, on that. Yeah. And the different views on that in a fun way. It's one of the, you know, in like, an educational way, like it's yeah. like thinking outside the box on a yeah. lot of the stuff. So, and then, you know, like, um, one thing I want to do in this episode is I want to, when they wrote in, they didn't say if we could share it or not. So I want to keep anonymity, but that email Oh, yeah. That message that we got by that one person. About the church? Yes. 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 So I want to talk about that. And because I, you know, I know that was a couple of weeks ago and then I ran across it a couple of days ago and I was like, oh shit, I remember like this person, you know, messaging in. And uh, so I, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Well, um, they wrote in and said they had been listening to our podcast and they really enjoy it and they um said they went to that church um I don't know where I was a pastor at yeah from 2010 to 2013 and they no longer live in the area Um, now would you have been a pastor when they at that time I would have been technically I would have been trying to think Yes, I would have been. I was not ordained yet, but I was licensed. So the process of ordination is really, in some churches, I mean, so like a lot of people, they hear ordained or ordination, and they think like like the water's part or something. And it's really, it's really a depending on which denomination you're a part of. So I was part of a denomination that was, there's more churches outside of the U.S. I think there's, it's around five or 6,000 churches in the world, but only probably 1,500 of those churches are in a, North America. Wait, you said there's how many churches in the world? For this denomination, five or 6,000. Oh, for this denomination. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, there's only five or six other churches in the world? That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, theoretically, it's it's a really small denomination called the Christian and Missionary Alliance denomination. And it had a, it has a really cool history. But when I went to that church, um, I went there, you know, it, it was very unique. but And it drew a lot of people that didn't necessarily it wasn't a typical church it didn't have like the like when you walk into most churches you know um like our church if you walk in you wouldn't see any symbolism there'd be no crosses definitely no american flag bullshit um there's no symbolism there's no kairos there's no trinity symbols or anything like that it's very just typical and plain it was a really big church, but it was a church that was kind of um, able to, the lead pastor at the time, a, a guy named Guy Vons, he, he had a gift. He was able to kind of like draw people together that, like that church was made up of any kind of thing you could think of, like gay people, straight people, empty nesters, people that were on house arrest, people that just like wanted a social outlet, people that didn't give a shit about like religion, which was most of us. Um, but all, people that had faith, mm-hmm. even though that faith might have not aligned with what people feel comfortable in a church. Yeah. So uh, this person that, that uh, emailed in, you know, I felt bad because I was like looking at their social media and 
they looked familiar, but you know, like 2010 to 2013 at that time, that church had, I can't remember the number. When I was, when I first started going there in 2008, had 1,200 people. That's a lot. Hell yeah. And my first day there, they asked five or 600 people to leave because this church was, they were all about planning churches. It wasn't about like, most churches like want to grow up. This church wanted to grow outside, like grow to the sides, not up. So guy wasn't really concerned about like getting people in this particular church. Um, so they asked a bunch of people to leave because they were planning a church in Marion. And I think uh, like around 350, 400 people did go to kind of help this new church plant. And, you know, at that time there had been like eight or nine churches planted slash churches that were kind of dying. They would go in and just set up, you know, and it was really like grassroots style. So when this person emailed in, they one thing that struck me was they said, you know, they really like look back like with memorable, fond like feelings and emotions on their time there, but they've since moved away. They no longer subscribe to anything um, in a sense of like what we would call like a religious context. Well, and another, like the way they were explaining, I don't know if it was that, if it was this, like this church or if it was another church that they had gone to, but I think they were saying that they have experienced a lot of what we've talked about within the church Mm -hmm. and that is kind of like an example of them saying that they no longer even um i you know believe in any kind of sort Mm -hmm. of religion yeah but and it seems like the church caused that yeah I, i would agree you know, and again, it's like the dilemma. It's like the chicken and the egg dilemma. Is it the person or is it the Christian? Or is it the church, you know? Or is it a combination of all three? Why are most Christians, like, the most, um, historically, anyway? And, you know, I could back this up. This isn't me talking shit. But historically, Christians are, I've always said it, the best haters. Uh, people don't look at Christians fondly because they're, the most judgmental, they're the most cold. Um, ask any food service worker, and if you ask them what's the worst shift to work, they will tell you Sundays. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, because I used to wait tables, um, and I think a lot of it also depends on where you work. But man, when I worked at Cracker Barrel, Sundays was always like it's like the worst tippers, the most Demanding. A demanding, asshole, like, expectant, you know, kind of like, experience. So, you know, I, I, this is my struggle. You know, the church annoys me, um, especially, like, with the advent of politics and, the ch- like, with religion and Christianity just in general. It's a very annoying thing. It's been going on for a, a really long time. But this person, when I, when I read their their email or whatever, I totally could sympathize and and empathize really where they're at because I'm the same way, you know. 
in a sense, like we were having that conversation tonight, you know, my, my beliefs haven't changed, but at the same time they have in a lot of ways. Well, and I think that's something that like, you know, we grew up different. We've said that many times, but that is one major difference between your life and my life, especially over the last several years is you've been active in a church, even though it's not like, like what you would normal, like yeah. what you would normally identify with a pastor or whatever, but still you were active in a church. Yeah. And I think what's happened to you is what happened to me years ago as far as like the church. And, you know, and for a long time, I think it, it was hard not to um, like put church and Jesus together. Like they were the same thing. But as I grew and like developed my own beliefs, which will get, you know, we've been in all that, but like it's, you figure out that Jesus or God or whatever, whoever is completely separate. And a lot of the bullshit that goes on in the church is from humans, not God. Yeah. But still, Very you know, so. like it's hard to not like hate the actual roots of what it was supposed to be yeah there you know I, i've talked about this guy before there's a guy named rob bell i don't know what rob's doing now he used to have a church in uh ann arbor michigan i think it was called mars hill and he ended up he was a very successful author and he was doing he was making like these dvds i forget what they were called but they had these like shorts in them, and it was really cool and he was kind of like a forget what we called him back then, but I get, you would call him like a progressive, but he had, he ended up moving out to LA. He left the church. Um, and he was like one of the like most sought after speakers, but he was also one of the most hated speakers in the Christian church. And he had this DVD short called bullhorn guy. And he talked about this story. He was going to a concert with some friends and I don't even, he didn't even say, like, what band it was. But this guy, he was, like, a big Wilco, kind of like my morning jacket fan. And um, he said there was a street preacher out there, and he calls him Bullhorn Guy. And this guy is saying, like, you got to believe, you know, because you could, you could die. Like, you could go home tonight and die. And if you don't believe, then you're going to burn in hell for eternity. And he says, and he's like, you know, Bullhorn Guy, <laughs> I, I wish you would just stop because it's not working, one. But two, like, I get painted with the same paintbrush as you, and I'm not like you. And so, of course, like, 99% of all evangelicals are just like, blasphemy, you know, like, this guy's crazy, and he needs to be stopped on this bullshit. But that's how I feel. Like, we get painted with the same brush because of having faith, you know? It's like that Waylon Jennings syndrome, where you're too much and you're not enough, and me personally, it's like, you know, I'm just trying to live my life. And when it comes down to it, no matter what any evangelical wants to say, you don't know. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. know. So, but what you do know is that from where I stand is that I do know that I should treat people how I want to be treated. And that's it. I mean, I believe in Jesus 100%, but in the sense of 
there is this aspect because we have faith that we don't know. So like portraying it like the fact that we we do know. I mean, the validity of the Bible, we don't know, you know? And anybody that says that they do, they're saying that through their faith. And faith is the belief in something unseen, but will the belief that it will be, that it will unfold and will be shown. So when it comes down to it, like, you know, I, I have my beliefs, and if I really believe what I believe, then it will affect the way I live in every aspect, how I'm a husband to you, how I treat the kids, how I go to work. But it shouldn't hurt people. Right. But if you ask, I mean, we could go out and ask 100 people and say, like, what's your opinion on the church? You're probably going to get probably 75% easily is going to say, Fuck the church. Yeah. Or they're going to say, you know, it's not my thing. Like, you know, or like my mom or my grandma tried to get me to go or I'd go with them on Easter, you know, Christmas or something. But so, you know, it's it's just gotten to the point where it just hurts people. I mean, I know we don't want to get political, but I can talk political through the lens of Christianity because you have somebody like Mike Pence and Donald Trump. I'm not talking about just this bipartisan view, but just in the view of the church, uh, it's a joke, you know? I mean, it's a joke. Well, we need to wrap this up, but, like, I know I want to talk about that meme. All right. But I'm not... Let's talk about that meme, because that meme fucking sucked. I know. I don't want to say who shared it, but... What was it? It said... The said, gates of heaven have strict have immigration strict laws. immigration laws. A wall, basically. Yeah. And basically, the gates of hell have a wide open policy. Yeah, it was something like that. It was terrible. And but then it, it said, was, "Let that sink in." It was posted by a, a very evangelical white American Christian. He lives in a very closed-minded existence. And, you know, my thing is, like, I wonder, do the gates of heaven have cages that they put kids in and take them from their parents? I'm not laughing at that. That's not funny. But through that perspective, then, yeah, you know. So, and, you know, I know where that meme came from. So that meme was written by an an evangelical that is going off of Jesus saying, like, the, the road to heaven or, or the path to heaven is a very bumpy, narrow, rocky road. And the road to destruction and devastation is a very smooth and wide road. So what that means, it's not this, and this is a problem where people view this as literal translations or a literal definition. It's not. It's meaning in the sense of life. I mean, you know... I don't know anybody's life that it's smooth. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, that's about it. You know, and it's one of those things where you look at those memes and it's like, okay, so that has nothing to do with Jesus. What it is doing is, is justifying their means. Yeah, let me, let me read it because I have it here in front of me. Heaven has a wall, a gate, and a strict immigration policy. Hell has open borders. Let that sink in. It's like, oh my God. Like, you 
are a horrible person. I've been to Texas, and some people would say that is hell. I'm just joking. <laughs> I love Texas. I spent a lot of I time was born there. in Texas. I know. <laughs> no, I, I love Texas. Still have family in Texas. I love how Me too. their laws are kind of like not about big government. Like, just leave us fuck alone and let us do what we do. And that's really cool. But they're all about the death penalty. But anyways, so, I, you know, that, that meme is... Uh, to me, it's politics. So it's kind of like saying that, you know, if you vote for somebody that is pro-choice, then you're for abortion. And most people really aren't for abortion. What they're for is a woman's right to control and choose actions for their own body. Right. Which is what I would agree. Yes. Uh, subscribe to. Because I know that abortion, I mean... There's so many. Yeah. There's so many reasons Nobody's Someone. sitting around an abortion clinic, like, happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, but then they use that because they get votes. That's mm-hmm. the issue. And some people are just against abortion, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I am pro-life, but I am pro-choice. I am anti-capital punishment and anti-war. But if you look through history, sometimes war is unavoidable. Not that I've ever experienced it or lived through it, but... Sometimes it's unavoidable. Like the Jews would say that intervention is needed sometimes. And sometimes intervention causes the need for war. And I agree with that. Like, I don't know what the fuck that looks like because, again. I think it's, I, a part of me thinks it's human nature to, to have conflict. and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes back to tribalism. Yeah. You get a few people together. I mean, you know, it's it's really like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You have several kids that get stranded, and you could do this with adults, and it happens in offices, and it happens in workplaces, and you have, like, the sides. And in these sides, there is a person that will be looked up to as, like, the leader, the strong person, the enforcer, the peacemaker, the lover, the weak one, the the ignorant or dumb one. And so, again, that's like, is it the church or is it the human? It just seems that evangelicals seem to breed more (laughs) dumb stuff, you know? And so I wonder if it's like that, like if you grew up in Iraq or Indonesia or something where it was a different, you know, culture but also a different religion where if they look at their you know, like Muslims or Hindu or whatever, if they look at them and go, man, those people are fucking dumb. Yeah. I I mean, I imagine it would be, you know? Me too. But, yeah, so, in short, again, we're going to talk about mental health. Yes. And we're going to talk about music and then the DSM-5. Yes. I don't even, we did talk about that, right? Yes. A little bit. We'll talk about yeah. it more in depth. But yeah. So we need to start plugging our uh, email again. This is the Pastor and, and the Witch podcast at Gmail. Yep. The Pastor and the Witch podcast at gmail.com. Um, our Facebook is still very mm-hmm. active. Um, the Pastor. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand likes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, and we really didn't expect this podcast to do as well as it is. You know, like it's, I mean, it's not like, I'm just saying like we do have 
more listeners than what we expected. Oh, yeah. So it's been fun, and we're going to definitely work hard and try and get back into, um, you know, our weekly episodes and yeah. going to have some newer material that we've been talking about for a while. So yep. we love all of you, and thank you for listening to the Pastor and the Witch podcast. <laughs>